What you about to witness is my thoughts. Just my thoughts, man. Yeah, I've been wanting to do the the Adele intro, just hello, but I don't know if I can pull it off. I think you have a beautiful voice. Thank you, man. What's up, everybody? It's me, Jeremy. I'm back on the mic. I got my dear friend here, Mr. Braden McCorkle. I'm excited like to introduce, you guys, introduce you guys to him. This is going to be a fun conversation. Braden's a interesting guy that has a lot of knowledge in a lot of random places and a few specialized places as well. Uh, so Braden is a process improvement specialist. He works in uh, the software industry and in particular works with uh, manufacturing engineering, right? Correct. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're excited to get into this. We're going to probably be all over the place, but hey, that's why we're doing this podcast. We're just going to talk and share our thoughts. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for having me, Jeremy. As our uh, friend Rick said, who uh, wanted us to shout him out, I'm gonna go ahead and get that out of the way. Uh, uh, long time, Rick? yeah, long time listener, first time yeah. speaker, but um, I'm glad to be here. I don't I don't have any real plans. I overthought this completely because I don't know any better. Um, yeah. Yeah, you've been. That, as that, soon as I said it, you're like, oh, man, I was what are excited. We talk about? I, you know, I, I, I try and give it my all if I'm going to do something, and so I was wanting to, you know, really talk to people. But I realized it's the problem that my brain has is I can't ever focus on any one thing because that sends me to thinking about something else, and then suddenly I'm trying to cure, cure world hunger over dinner, which there's some irony there. Um, but yeah, nice. That was well said. I like that. Yeah. So we were talking a little bit earlier about Nikola Tesla, and we just started to get into this. So, I mean, why the fuck not? Let's just talk about Nikola yeah, Tesla. Yeah, de- definitely. He's, he, he was my vote. You, you did that thing on your, uh, your Instagram, uh, greatest individual. I can't remember what yeah. the criteria was. So the but. question was, who in world history was the greatest person of, of all time? So who has been the most influential, greatest person of all time? I never actually gave my answer, but... Yeah, which I you said hear, you were. I will. I will. I'll post it after the show. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. And just to remind everybody, I'm sorry I sound like a nasally bastard right now. I'm just getting over a cold and uh, in a bit of perfect timing. I just got a flu shot, too, so I'm not uh, not feeling 100. Yeah. That was ridiculous. I'm sorry, everybody. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if this was a good time. I, I did listen to the microbiome show though, so I've been, you know, I'm working on that, but I would still ask that you stay about this far away. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm not going to be sick anymore. I actually learned a lot in that. In that Very episode. interesting. I've been drinking apple cider vinegar since, yeah, literally since I got home. How, do you, that, how are you dealing with the flavor? Oh, it's terrible. Right. But like, it's like one of those little exercises. It's like something that like kind of sucks that makes you feel good when you do a it. A year ago, I had my mom try it, and she threw up into our sink. <laughs> um, now she does it every day. It's good, man. Yeah. She like, and it's like for her, she's, and this is kind of what I wanted to talk about is the mind and stuff, and that's why we'll get into Tesla. Um, she's a placebo person, but she knows it and uses it against herself. That's good. And it, it's it's done wonders for her. So, um, but yeah, back I mean, to we're Tesla. We're all placebo people. Oh, placebo. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I know that I am pretty bad. And I, but I, again, I use it. I use it against myself. Yeah, use it in a positive way. Exactly. So why, why'd you say Nikola Tesla was the greatest human of all time? 
Well, I, I think that because of how my, you know, brain works in evolution, you would, could say that without electricity, we don't have any electronics, right? You know, you, you go that back. And obviously we had, and most of our electronics actually run DC anyways, it would, we would have been fine, you well, know. Well, slow up real quick. First of all, he didn't invent electricity. No. So, and then make sure we know what, like, DC versus AC is. Yeah, I won't, I won't get too technical because I don't, prefer to even understand it myself that way so it's not that i'm not going to get too technical it's that i can't okay. <laughs> i choose not to know everything about a topic i don't know if i believe that but well ahead. um you know dc it was it was a, a great way to transfer electricity it's direct current if you didn't know um it it wasn't the best way tesla figured out that by alternating the current mm -hmm. it was more efficient it could travel further there was just tons of benefits all he did was and my embodiment of exactly what we're here to do just in general is just takes things and make them better. Right. And so, like, for, for Tesla to take electricity, which you could say is possibly the greatest invention of all yeah. time. Yeah, you could. And say that he took the greatest thing of all time and made it better. That's impressive. I mean, we always joke about not being able to recreate the wheel. He did. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's why I just give him that. And he, his, he was fascinating. I mean, he, he ended up broke because he wasn't, interested in the money that's something i suffer from too because i'm not like i know i'm in sales i should be a lot more money motivated but mm -hmm. my connection and the reason i do this sales just happens to align with my interest right. of helping people how i view it but tesla's uh tesla's reinventing the wheel that was electricity i just i have a hard time figuring out something greater than that yeah that i know of okay so uh, you brought up, like, Tesla dying broke and basically mad. Sad. Yeah, it, it's really sad. Um, oh, amateur move, that's like three times in a row. I'm just glad it wasn't me, for yeah. the record. <clears throat> so, yeah, um, he died broke, alone, and in just a terrible situation. And uh, Larry Page, so the founder, one of the founders of Google, was mm -hmm. like, He's like, I'm going to be a great scientist and a great businessman. And his motivation was because he didn't want to be like Tesla. So yeah. There's a fun little tidbit for you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wild. I mean, the, the unfortunate thing is he had the, uh, he had the knowledge that I th think that he could have figured out a way to truthfully do. And I think that it exists, the ability to um, transfer wireless power. I know that it exists because it's exactly why our cell phones work. That is energy transferring right. through the air. I personally believe that if you follow the money, that's not beneficial for someone selling electricity. It's hard to it's hard to have a a meter on that, and without a meter on a utility, you don't make money. I want to look up some of his little inventions here. Jamie, can you pull it up? Thanks, Jamie. Yeah, yeah thanks, Jamie. We're <laughs> gonna need to get a Jamie here soon. Um, and and I think that I think that. If money wasn't an object, it'd be interesting to see where his technology could have been now. Yeah, I mean, he he had all sorts of different crazy shit. Like, he basically had, like, towers that he said could power the entire Earth. Um, he was calling, like, the Earth, was, or saying that the Earth was going to be, like, just 100% connected. Yeah. Like, like it is now. Yeah. But this was 100 years ago. Um, the guy was pretty fascinating, but I... I I don't know. I wouldn't put him up there. He's definitely like 
important and probably if he would have been a little bit better with his branding as ridiculous as that sounds for a scientist then he would have he would get a lot more love in this i i think i feel for tesla in the sense of when you try and solve too many problems you solve none i really that's a that's a weakness of mine i i really do try and do take tackle too many things i'm sure you don't know what it's like to take on too much do you hear me never (laughs) (laughs) um yeah where you're doing a bunch of a bunch of things, but nothing well. Yeah, yeah and, and I think he obviously did things well. I'm not saying he didn't do things well. I'm saying that he just, his motivation, I don't know, maybe if he would have been a capitalist, maybe it would have worked. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Well, the dude was rich for a time, and then he yeah. just like basically gave up his patent, or his licensing deal, I think. Yeah, I, I, don't, know the, I don't know the whole backstory. I just know that he, it, it sounded like a situation of, too much trust, not enough yeah. really planning out long-term business objectives. And I might not be 100% accurate here, but I'm pretty sure that... Uh, so he sold his rights to Westinghouse, yeah, that was, I believe. Yeah, that was my understanding. And then J.P. Morgan bought out Westinghouse, and then Westinghouse told Nikola Tesla, hey, I'm going to have to shut the company down if you don't if you don't lower your royalties. And, like, I mean, he would have been just uber-freaking-wealthy if he wouldn't have mm-hmm. lost those royalties. But instead, he died broken alone in a hotel room yeah but i'm you know that happens all the time yeah i mean that's that's the exact reason why um companies are you know are getting started today a lot of people build businesses with the sole intention of just selling the technology and moving on to the next thing Mm -hmm. it's a great system he he was an engineer though not a businessman he wanted to see his technology through and that's why I, I, I respect him. I respect that in, in many ways, even though he lost, he also was unwilling to just go the route of what could have today, electricity could have just been a natural resource almost, mm-hmm. you know, is, is what his theory was. I don't know that it would have worked out because we didn't see it come, you know, full circle, but just very interesting. I, I, I like that there's a lot of mystery around someone who's done, did so much for technology too. Mm-hmm. You know, cause he was very, he's like a Leonardo da Vinci, you know, right. the mind and what they thought of insane, just absolutely insane. You can't really put it in a, put it in a jar and understand it all. I mean, Leonardo, I'm sure there's so much that we don't even know that he knew yeah. that he didn't want us to know. Yeah. He was fascinating. Um, I, I learned a lot about him in a couple of books and I, I finally finished the uh, biography that, um, what's his name, Walter Isaacson, the guy that wrote the Steve Jobs biography. Oh, okay. He wrote, uh, his most recent book was on Da Vinci. And the way that Da Vinci chose to learn was he just, like, basically just observed like crazy. And he, like, wanted to know. He was just so unbelievably curious. And I think that's a, a common trait amongst genius is they're just unendingly curious and trying to look at things and figure out how things work and, Whenever you can, whenever you have enough connections that are just all over the place, eventually they kind of come together, and then you create beautiful works. You mm-hmm. build amazing things that nobody else can think about. Mm-hmm. That's a cool thing about the way our brains are. Like it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things. Um, just the way that we, no one can have the same idea as us, because we're just taking a million fucking ideas, but we have our little personal spin on it, and that's how genius happens. Yeah, that's that's a that's actually an interesting concept. Um, you you just said um, no one else can have that idea, but like that actually isn't even so much true because like you can see two ideas form in different areas that just seemingly came. Where did they come from? How did two ideas get started very similarly like that? Mm-hmm. You know, it's always like uh, been the big mystery of how 
you know, people were spread out early, early on. Um, no matter what timeline you look at, people were, people were more spread out, but very similar patterns arose. I think some nature defines a lot of even if we think we're being creative, it's like our, the natural way we go about things. Um, like math, we all use math, that kind of concept, mm-hmm. um, is, is, just, is just fascinating to me. It's, uh, it's wild how some of this stuff, like, how it just, like, blossomed out of nowhere, like the alphabet. Like, where does that come from? It's, okay, so this some, is... It, I, symbols that turn into a language. I couldn't answer this last night. And I couldn't answer but this you until your Instagram you. post. Okay. So he has an Instagram post that reminds me of some research I did many years ago on supreme mathematics. And then they get into supreme alphabet. Well, you start going back and studying um, the Bible and the Kabbalah and a bunch of ancient texts that people don't, I don't even know if it's spoken of too much anymore to study um, study these old books. We study them for their words, which has always been my biggest issue with mm-hmm ancient writings is that we I mean look we have our own way of talking today why would we assume that they didn't have their own way of talking and their own dialect and way they say things but don't mean it I don't know why we would think that they'd be any different Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm researching I'm like where did the alphabet come from I don't know why that popped into my head so I start researching and um Again, this is just the Phoenicians. Um, yeah, they you know they spoke about that, and they, they they spoke about how the hand was used to make different shapes. And in fact, you can see like really? pi looks like that type thing. You know, oh. um, different hand shapes meaning different things. I think that there was one um, that across different tribes, um, the letter M was always having to do with something that touched the mouth. Like wow. it's the same thought process, just different outcomes. That's why I think it's important that we are different people mm-hmm. and that we really do like embrace the value that we each bring is is like there would I know everyone like wants to fit in, but at the same time you want difference I do anyways. Maybe that's yeah. not So it's kinda like the macro level of what I just said. We if we are passionately curious and looking at a million different things and it comes into this one thing you're talking about on the macro level. So like everybody's got their one thing and then that comes in together to make you know, world-changing phenomenons like language. Yeah, I think you can blame that passionate curiosity's explosion for the tech boom, really. I think that once people in the United States, I mean, land of say, opportunity. When you say tech boom, do you mean like the... Really, the, the all of the 1900s, really just that okay. advancement, that 100-year block yeah. of just from dirt roads and horse right. and bite to what we have now. I mean, that... I can't even wrap my head around the fact that that was 100 years, but what did they do for the last 1,900 years, you know, going back then and then however long past that? I love that we're going down, like, historical lane with this. I love this shit. So it, I think I would argue that the printing press could possibly have been more valuable than electricity. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You could, yeah. I mean, the sharing of information, I'd say that it's, I would agree with that because I also um, think that the greatest loss to humanity was probably the Alexandria Library, right. the, the knowledge loss there. That's like my big fear. Like when I work with manufacturing companies, you know, we, they think we're just trying to sell them some tool to store their data mm-hmm. and, and to just store processes. You ever drop that one on them and be like, hey, man, I don't know if you ever heard of this library called the Library of I, Alexandria. No, I don't know why everything. I haven't. I'm going to use that next time yeah. and let that scare them. <laughs> Um, 
but anyways, so as I'm working with these companies and I'm, you know, trying to convince them how important it is to store knowledge, the, the, we don't, it's one of those things you don't realize, you, you know, what you had till it's gone. Mm-hmm. But with knowledge, it's like, there is no replacing it because there had to be some random thought in someone's head to probably create that idea of how to do it. So or you're going to really. that set us back as a, as a species. Would you know when it was? Um, no, I don't know. No. I feel like it was like. I'm horrible at knowing dates. Yeah. I mean, pretty much like, I mean, it's called what the, the dark ages, mm-hmm. the middle ages, like I basically just, like back then. 800 to 1400 is like a wash. Nothing happened. Yeah. Anything before 1900 really to me is just long ago. It, like it's I can't. Really not though. Man. I know it's. It feels like it though. Again, because of the advancement. You know what's wild is I. Uh, one of my favorite biographies is uh, one about Teddy Roosevelt, and the kind of political shit that we're seeing right now is no different than what was going on then. You had the bleeding heart liberals like yourself. Just kidding. That was for Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, the, Rick. Uh, I mean, you had the bleeding hearts that were trying to go like the like be for the individual like mm-hmm. for the the people and then you had like the other the other side was just like mm-hmm. the the elites and it's just like the exact same issues are just coming back over yeah. and over and over yeah be- and that uh, was 120 years ago 130 years ago yeah the, the the topics change you know we're talking about different things but the 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 inner workings what's going on the general back and forth that's been the same and that's why like my big thing everyone like laughs when I say vote third party and oh and, yeah, and, and yeah. get people to vote like if everyone did vote that didn't vote for third party if everyone that didn't vote voted for third party but they're not right. voting that I know that's the problem so they can't yeah, tell that me that the problem, problem is that because problem. they don't vote <laughs> that's not an argument the argument isn't well we're not going to win well if you voted we we would. But do you think that the people that say that they would vote third party, but third party can't win, do you think they just don't vote at all? I think they end up just not. I think, yeah, I mean, the majority of Americans just don't vote. They don't care. Uh, yeah, I mean. They just want to, they'd rather just complain. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's the majority of Americans. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of two the two-party system. I think we got into it about Yeah, this we do we do argue to this and it's for this reason in my head there is a two-party system. Yeah. Except for the Republicans and Democrats, they're one party. And then there's the other. Really? That is my opinion. Elaborate. You say that you have said on this and to me that you don't want the pendulum to swing too much. Right. It's not because in a weird way they work together. I mean, if you were... That's the beauty of it. Dude, if the pendulum swings too far, things break. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, we, we might never know, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't think we'll. I don't, I don't know that it's unfortunate. You I, have, you have the, the progressives that are moving things forward at a, as fast as possible, and you have the conservatives that are holding things back as slow as possible, and it balances out, and it's a beautiful progress. I think that the... United States citizen is generally confused in their entire life in every aspect by the illusion of choice. Oh man, it sounds like a rabbit hole. Keep it's going. not. It's not a rabbit hole. It's just the it, illusion it's, of choice. It's it's every time. If you get you know candidate A versus candidate B, one's blue, one's red. You think you have a choice of which one really. But when's the last time you didn't vote in an election by picking which one you hated less? There, uh, last election. 
We won't get into that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, all right, fine. That's an that's an off show <laughs> topic. Anyways, I I don't feel like um, I don't and and I think it, a lot of it is me challenging people to do their research because can you argue with me? Can you prove you know do do you have? I I feel like I can show you tons of ways when they are doing things that make sense, you know, from the political standpoint, but, you know, how often are they helping the masses, really? I'm not a big fan of the federal government, which I probably shouldn't say here, but... Yeah, they're definitely listening. This podcast is blowing up. I think we got, like, 300 downloads last time. Yeah. Um, I probably shouldn't say that here, but, like, I really am, like, if you want to change the world around you, why wouldn't you change the world around you? Get out in your local community and vote. Why don't people vote local anymore? Is that a thing? I, I know they still do, but not... Yeah, they do, but not even close to as, as or not in the numbers that we do for, like, the presidential. Yeah, and it's, and it's generally, I would say, probably the older community. Don't quote me on that. I don't have a stat, but I would assume just from when I voted, I don't see youth there almost ever. I think in the last primary, there was a lot more youth, basically just because of the outrage of the circus that's going on. Yeah. But, so to your point, I would say, like... If you if you talk to the average American, they would probably say something like, "Yeah, I my beliefs actually fit more close to the middle, but there's no." So why don't we try and find a middle candidate? Why doesn't a candidate stop picking a party? There's been a good one. I mean, uh, Gary Johnson was a good. Yeah, I voted for him. I know you see how that went. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like it's just a two party system is. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I, I fundamentally, from birth, have been unable to accept, accept a that's-the-way-it's-always-been-done mentality. So that I'm going to just argue, just argue, really, on this topic. <laughs> um, but I really do believe that, at the end of the day, I think as a country, we can just agree that what's going on in Washington and even in local politics. I have a town here in Pendleton I'm from. Their council's up in arms over stuff. Muncie's got the FBI in there investigating it over... Bogus contracts, I think it was. I mean, the city of Muncie. Yeah, the city of Muncie. Um, I mean, it's just it's, it, it, and now they're installing license plates readers. So that just hit me like I got to get out of oh, that that's, city. Yeah. That's a very big brother. Um, I hate that. So are they legally allowed to give you a ticket for speeding for? Yeah, well, they, they're doing camera? it for their parking enforcement. So their parking okay. enforcement will be driving around scanning to make sure your car is on the list. What I don't like about that is, you know, that's creating, I'm guessing it, I, I'm hoping it doesn't save that it verified at this time. Otherwise, that's literally tracking your location against mm-hmm. your will, which I don't know if that's legal or not. It just sounds not cool. Yeah, just throw it under the Patriot Act and you can do whatever the fuck you want. Thanks, George Bush. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's one. I, there, that could have definitely been done better. Not that I have the answer. Cause so, 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 thing. so there's an exact. So there's where I there's where I really mean that it's a one party system between them two. They're both fundamentally just destroying every right we have as a people. They both are doing that. You think so? Yeah. I mean, when's the last time you were given a right by the federal government? Yeah, I don't think the government <laughs> is. I don't think any government ever is built to give you more rights. Yeah, they just take it away. That's my big issue with the marijuana legalization is that we're going about it the way because we think that the way to legalize marijuana is to, or to anything, is to, um, you know, put laws in place to regulate. And I get that, but there needs to be some things where it's just that mention is taken out of this the law. There doesn't need to be a law. There doesn't even need to be written instructions on right. how you live every aspect of your life. Yeah. If, if growing plants in your own home is legal, just leave that out of there. We need to stop putting what's legal into law. That's not, that's, that's not what that 
let, that should be an assumed thing. Mm-hmm. I understand there needs to be regulation, taxes, whatever. I'm not even going to f- argue on that. I don't, I don't personally think that it should be. It's a, it's a plant, but I understand that there's progress. You got to go to eight point B before you get to point C. You know, yeah. so I'm willing to concede a little bit, but. So I think that was something that kind of. So Teddy Roosevelt's my favorite president, and he's somebody that he kind of changed the the mindset of like the Constitution. So previously, it was like the the general consensus was if it's not in the Constitution, then I can't do it. He changed it like if it's in the if it's not in the Constitution, or if it's in the Constitution, that means I can do it or something. I don't just the opposite. I don't. I kind of fucked that up, but I, no, I get what you're saying. It's a document that is interpreted. That's the problem with documents. Right. It'd be great if they had YouTube back when they were writing this so we could get, like, the behind-the-scenes of what they really meant in these different, you know? I think that's an advantage we have as people now and why I'm a believer that laws need updated. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know who's the right person to do that. How do, you, how do you make 330 million people, or however many it is now, happy? How do you make 7 billion people happy or 8 billion? However many is on Earth? And so we're, like, surprised that we're, like, arguing and fighting and there's these wars and all this stuff. Like, we're, we're just... Yeah, I mean, well, it's like... Like, if you go to New York City and then you come to Indianapolis, Indiana, like, those are two completely different species almost. Like, just yeah. the, the culture is just completely different. There's nothing that would be agreed upon between the two. Why no. are they voting on... I, I'm... So, personally, like, I'm... Like you said earlier, I'm not a big fan of the federal government. I think they should go for defense, and I think they should go for infrastructure. Other than that, I think it should be a state. I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, I think they should have... originally. The idea was that you could live under one umbrella Mm -hmm. of protection and choose from pretty much 50 different ideologies and go move and live in that state or change where you're living now or shut up. Those are your options. Instead, we just get on Facebook (laughs) and the internet, and we complain, and we don't do anything. And all high and mighty, I I don't do much either, but I think that it starts by just waking people up to let Mm -hmm. them know that's a problem. That's really where I feel like I I have a hard time not speaking my tongue when I hear something that someone's, I don't want to say misspoken about, because most of the time people just don't know what they don't know. Yeah. I, I almost caved this morning. So I'm a big fan of, or a big proponent of, like, you're never going to change somebody's mind online. I saw a tweet today. Somebody, like, retweeted and quoted a tweet, and it was just the most ridiculous thing. I was like, you have literally no idea what you're talking about. I, I held back. I didn't do it. But my God, there's so much stupidity out there. Yeah. One of our, um, one of our former bosses, I'm sure you might remember him saying this, uh, he said, you know, something about... The, the good thing about a lot of data is that you have a lot of data. The bad thing about a lot of data is that you have a lot of data to sift through. Mm-hmm. The unfortunate thing is really what's going on is companies are racing to be the definitive source of truth. That's really what's going on here. I kind of look at Facebook and Google like they're starting churches. Who's right. their followers? Who's following them? That's really like where I feel like church, churches are losing a lot of their steam, even though you see them building absolute mega churches here in Fishers. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's overall religion has taken a serious hit. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because people are, I mean, not to quote the Bible because it's not so much my thing, and I don't even know if it actually says it's in it or not, but 
it's like a worshiping a false idol situation mm-hmm. going on here. People really are absorbing themselves in other people's lives, which, I mean, in a way, I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast, you're doing that too. But, um, and, and, and I'm not saying that there's anything, you know, bad about it, but to obsess over it to the point where your life starts getting too affected, you know, we've got to address that. Like, is it that people need that? You know, do they just enjoy it? Is it just something they enjoy doing? Is it an escape, which is, you know, getting a little bit hairier? Um, why, why, why is that? Like, what, what happened to the, I feel like the, the, the inner person has kind of taken a back seat at the rise of Instagrams and Twitters. Yeah. Well, the, just the rise of, like, too much information. Yeah, it, it, that your, 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 your outward is all that matters. Like, I feel like people don't focus on their, their own internal stuff anymore. Like, oh, I'll just deal with that later. Mm-hmm. I'll, just, I'll bottle that up, <laughs> deal with yeah, that in 10 years. that away. Yeah, and then suddenly you're jumping off a bridge because you can't take mm-hmm. it anymore. Um, it's, uh, it's intense. I don't, I don't know. I mean, we're, it, you know, we're, they say, you know, you, we're in a rat race or whatever, and it's just like balancing act. And I've really understood that more and more as my life has played out the past about year is that you've, um, you've got to find a way to get better at what you do every day. Mm-hmm. And the risk of not doing that, um, the unfortunate thing is you don't know what it is. You don't know what opportunities because you just didn't put on a suit today while you're out and, you know, instead you look bummy, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's some executive <laughs> and, and that's okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying anything. It's just like, you got to find what is your version of getting better too. Yeah. So I, I hate giving metaphors, but I know people like them, especially when it's just voice like this. Um, but just in, just in general, you don't know what doors of opportunity you might miss because you have taken the day off. Mm-hmm our sense of the future and sense of just, eh, you know, whatever, we're spoiled here in, in the United States. Imagine waking up in a country where, like, where are we getting that clean water today from, you know? Or where are we going to eat? Yeah. It's a whole different set of problems. Like free everything. Yeah. Making sure everything's free for everybody. And that, yeah, and that's not, that's nothing, that's not our faults, you know? I, I don't fault people for being entitled. It's, I really do think people are... You don't, really? No, I, I think people are products of, of what they're exposed to. I think parents get off the freaking hook in this country quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, my mom, single mother, she wasn't at home a lot because she was working so much. Right. But I, I visually, I could see that I, it was up to me to figure this thing called life out. Um, lost it there for a second. No, you're good. So, I mean, I'd like to go with that because I think that you're, you're hitting on something that's important is the fact that a lot of people are quite entitled. But I don't, I don't see – I feel like at some point you got to take responsibility for who you are. So it's not, it's not your fault, like, who you are, but it is your responsibility mm-hmm. to make yourself who you need to become. Definitely. I just don't hold them at fault for that. I assume that they are like that for reasons. Yeah. I don't, I don't have any patience for victims. Because I – well, just just as much, because I, I want to hold people, I, I hold people's actions accountable. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, we all should, you know, hold ourselves accountable. But what I'm saying is, like, there, people go through trauma in their childhood or whatnot that sometimes they don't even know. Still, you know, they they don't address it. They never they never let it right. be known that it's actually affected them into life. I just recently went through some personal um, life changing stuff that 
you know, I went through and did the whole counseling thing, even though I'm like, ah, I don't really need this. It changed my world to just let someone who had no idea who I was just bounce ideas off, mm-hmm. which is funny because I do that for people for a living, but to have it done to me, it was, un- number one, it was uncomfortable I bet. at first. And then I was like, what do you mean we're only meeting once a week now? <laughs> you know, I wanted, I wanted to always do that. And it really like triggered this like mental renaissance in my head. Yeah, you've been kind of like the last maybe month or so, I feel like you've really just been like buzzing mentally and spiritually. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know what triggered it. I don't know um, exactly. Your, your Twitter beef with Ice Cube, son? Oh, yeah. No, that was accidental. <laughs> that was accidental. That's probably the best, the best morning that I've had in the last like three months was the morning when I woke up and saw you just getting Twitter fucking roasted. Yeah. I <laughs> I stayed away from Twitter after for many years ago after I got into it and got blocked by Jim Ursay. I'm I'm a again a you shit say talker. you well, call it what you want. You're a shit talker. Call it what you want. If something needs said, I say it. I'm like Twitter again. I don't take it as seriously as I think other people do. Oh, Maybe yeah. that's my problem. Yeah, is that people are like, this is real life. We're about to do this. When I just. Commented on a post questioning someone's opinion, and it apparently it went to be off. Ice Cube son. Yeah, I, I honestly didn't know who who it was. That was <laughs> that was my bad. I, I understand now the blue check mark. Just don't just don't yeah, even talk. Yeah, don't to even them. fuck with them. Because Eminem fans who jumped on the whole bandwagon about. Oh man. Whew, I still randomly get hit up on Twitter itself, and randomly they'll find me on Instagram, which is creepy. Oh, man, they're really coming after you. Yeah, some guy from, like, Norway found me on Facebook. <laughs> well, let's back up. I, I feel like you got to tell this whole thing. Wait, from Norway found yeah. me on Facebook? Norway, one of, of those, Norway, Denmark, yeah, something like that. The blonde countries. Yeah, we're, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, the, so, Ice Cube's son posted something about, like, how Eminem was the best battle rapper ever. Yeah, and I, weird, weird thing of mine, I am insanely obsessed with, like, an underground battle rap scene because of the, the language wordplay. Mm-hmm. I think it's an insane art that um, people don't really, I think people, like, you know, they see 8 Mile, and this is what upset me. Mm-hmm. They see 8 Mile and think that that's what the sport is. Um, and so when I see someone, I'm like, do you even know what you're talking about? And, like, he looked, like, I could tell that he was, like, someone something but i didn't like pay attention to really who it was and so i just commented you know questioning his knowledge on the topic and he really didn't uh, say anything back he just said really you don't think i know you yeah. know pretty much just saying hey i'm gonna sit on this <laughs> pedestal that these people have put me on yeah but he did I, I i'd stand by the fact that he probably did not know truthfully the first <laughs> so when you sent that i woke up um i woke up and i saw you're like oh no i'm getting killed on twitter right now yeah. this is like my nightmare and I get on there, and the first tweet I said, or the first tweet I saw was somebody saying, "Oh, okay, so some white dude named Braden's trying to tell Ice Cube's son about rap culture." Yeah, and sense. I I knew as soon as it started <laughs> popping off, it was gonna go that route. I did have one person just roast me. I I love a good back and forth. Yeah. I am like that. I don't t- get offended easily. Someone said I look like Mikey from Recess. At one a.m., <laughs> I laughed for like an hour straight. Couldn't sleep. Funniest thing I've ever heard. I'm like, that was good. Mac Miller's fat brother. Mac was... Miller's, yeah, that was a good one too. Th- Rick literally still keeps calling me that. I think I'm saving his phone as that now. Um, it was a great, you know, random um, situation. I, I, I find myself overstepping and, and, and realizing, okay, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But then yeah. again, I wonder, well, 
I mean, shit posting's a thing. Like, it gives, I get, like, there was, after that happened, you were definitely being a shit poster. You're just trying to get people riled up. Yeah, after, after it, yeah, I was just poking the bear. Yeah. But, you know, I, I will say that people from the actual community that I was sticking up for, you know, they were reaching out and saying very, um, complimentary thing. I, I don't, I won't remember exactly what they said, but I mean, that. People who knew, knew, and people who didn't, didn't. You could see the divide. That's all I was pointing yeah. out. And really, it's the same problem I have in general online, is that people, and this is why I don't like the magazine XXL. That's exactly who posted the the first thing of who's your favorite battle rapper. And to see all those M&Ms, that's like a synopsis of what I have a problem with. All those M&Ms. You have access <laughs> to all the information in the world. You have access to all the information in the world. Never before have we had this much information at our hands, and you're going to choose to just go with the masses. I'm just going to fall in line. I'm going to grab my number, stick it on my side, and be that sheep from the Serta commercial. Well, everybody has to have an opinion. We have this this soapbox called Twitter where you can just spout whatever nonsense you whatever nonsense comes to your brain, yeah. kind of like you know a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> spout whatever pops in your head. Yeah. But, like, everybody has to have an opinion on everything, even though they don't know shit about many things at all. Yeah, my opinion, that's the thing. <laughs> my problem wasn't, my problem, I shouldn't have attacked him the way I did because it was an opinion post. Who's your favorite? That was an opinion mm-hmm. post. The problem is I knew it wasn't. Reasonable? I, I knew it wasn't an earned opinion, you know? I knew it was just, this is what I think I should put to fit in type situation. I want to know what you think, not what the rest of people think. Mm. You know, like, it, you know it, that that's a way you could probably change the entire political system is don't put any people on the ballot. Just make people remember who they are voting for. I mean, how many people get there and just vote straight ticket? I heard you say it the other day. That's pretty wild. That's a wild concept. I mean, I don't see any possible way for that to work. But that Absolutely is an not. Idea. Absolutely not. It would require people to think. know and think and be involved. Yeah. And again, I say all of this sounding like I'm living on some moral high horse. I miss votes. I do all this. I'm not saying be perfect. I'm saying if you were planning to vote zero times in your life, go out and vote once for me. <laughs> Local, whatever. Just do something. Or just at least research. That way, if you're not going to vote, you can at least have conversation with people who might. Mm-hmm. Spread good information. But do the research. Research other sources. CNN and Fox are great, no, they're not. I can't even lie. I can't you, even say that. Did you see um, the video that ABC News used? It was basically they were saying it was a it was a video from Syria. They were saying it was like basically uh, you know the Kurds are being attacked in Syria and yeah. Trump is a terrible person because he took the troops out and yeah. all it was was just a rerun video from some uh, I think it was some bourbon festival in Kentucky mm-hmm. a few years ago. And they willingly put this on there, knowing exactly, knowing that it wasn't mm-hmm. in Syria, just to smear the Trump, uh, whatever Trump did. So, like by pulling the troops out. No, I did not see that, but I'm not, I'm not surprised. I don't know who owns it. That's Disney owns ABC. Yep. That's that's weird. Disney's a weird company, though. You ever really dig into them? They are a weird company. They have a weird amount of control on entertainment and visuals, yeah, they do. media that people don't realize. Like. I don't think many people. I, maybe now guys might know that ESPN's mm-hmm. owned by Disney, oh, but yeah. it's um, that sounded very sexist. Now that I say that out loud, I mean, take that, take that. I take all that back. No, Anyone this might is know. My fucking podcast. You can say things that are actually factually and statistically true. Yeah, guys I don't mean to, to offend anyone. I just state what my what I feel. Hey, if time. you're offended, fuck you. 
That's how I feel. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna yeah, set I'm that one out. Like that. <laughs> we need. We need more viewers. We're not gonna be mean yet. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're Anyways, right. I take it back. Um, what were we talking about? Disney. They, yeah, Disney. Yeah, they're they're kind of wild. They're a great company, but um, just the media media in general. Like, where do you generally? You said you get your news from CNN. I think is what I heard. So I, whenever I'm just getting started, or like let's say a headline comes up, yeah, I go to CNN because my my philosophy is on the right, and I want to get the news from the other side so I can I see that. So I can see you know not shit that's just like oh my god I'm right about everything I'm so smart yeah so I try and get it from the other side but where I go to like just kind of search around and see what's going on I go to real clear politics and they just it's basically just like a mashup of a bunch of different sites so there's mm-hmm. really stupid shit on the right really stupid shit on the left and I try and find the ones that are that seem to be well written mm-hmm. from a responsible standpoint like not somebody that's just like using huge adjectives yeah have you um have you ever went to another country's news page and looked at their like american section i tried to fuck around with al jazeera for a while yeah i think actually whenever we were working together asi so yeah i don't think we even tested on that so Braden and i used to work how we met was we used to work together uh we we had a nice little crew that was a good fucking time (laughs) to sell engineering software um, and we just kind of became friends that way in the uh, the innovation station. It was a it was it was the greatest time of my life because it was like we were just supposed to meet. This is how us five were supposed to come together because mm-hmm. it fell apart almost as quickly as it came together. But we've I mean to this day still a group yeah. chat five six years long. Yeah, that is definitely it's being monitored on day. all kinds of intelligence networks. And from we got all a good balance world. too. Huh? <laughs> Yeah, we do. We really do have the very, you know, we have like the five main points. I feel like far left, far right, you know, middle left, middle right, and then middle. I don't know what. He, he, it depends on the day. He just wants to argue. <laughs> yeah. Well, so do I. I mean, who does? Yeah, I probably should have been a lawyer. I try. I try to not argue so much as ask. I, I've tried to switch it to more asking questions. Facetiously, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I know the answer, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I know the answer. So I just want I you to ask. Say so it. I, I want answer. you to say yeah. it. That way I'm right out of your mouth. All right, in you our know? in our little chat, this isn't gonna matter for shit for our little for our podcast listeners, but in our little chat, besides yourself, whose opinion do you take, Kylie? All of all of yours. I mean, I don't know if I could say I don't know if I could rank you guys. No? No. Because okay. and, and because you broadly asked me that. If you would yeah. say who do, whose opinion on blank do you take? Okay. You know, I could answer that maybe, but just overall, you guys have your own little... Yeah. Like business, of course, I'm going to take you. Mo, you know, most things that in your territory, I'm going to take you. And Dietzen, I'll take cars and flights and travel maybe. And Larkin, I... Uh, <laughs> how to be a man. Yeah. A manly man. That's He's the most... He's a crazy motherfucker. He makes Ron Swanson and Chuck Norris look, look like, like his women. kids. Yeah. yeah, like his baby girls. Yeah, that man has too much testosterone to even function in the world. He's a uh, and he he he's like one of those um you know, you'd think that if you met him like damn, he's an asshole. But he's like the most caring person that you've ever met, but he'll just never like be direct about it. You got to you got to read that energy differently. He'll try and bully you. Like, everybody, whenever, I spend a lot of time with him, and everywhere we go, 
He's, he's kind of like a mentor of mine. Everywhere we go, he really pushes people to see what he can get out of them. Like, he really wants to push people I around. love that. I know, until, until the end. Then once they push back, then he loves them. Yeah. That was, that's how we, he and I became friends. He tried to be some, he tried to be the big macho man coming into the office. And yeah. I mouthed off to, he mouthed off to me, I mouthed off right back. He sat we in the like wrong friends. corner. <laughs> right away. He sat in the wrong corner. I'll never forget the day that during a <laughs> webinar, he takes a how crazy are you test, and it says, like, yeah, you're 100% a psychopath. <laughs> psychopath, yeah. And he, he still, to this day, will send me, like, hey, remember that time I took that test? Yeah. Still crazy. <laughs> yeah. He's a he's a wild man, and then Rick, I think um, his life experiences are obviously being in in war or uh, I don't know. Like I always want to ask, but I know that it's a soft topic for anyone. Right, yeah. So like I try not to. But he he's actually he talks about it. He brings it up, and then I kind of feed into it. I try not to like open it up. But he uh, again, I just feel like we have a very good like five very distinct viewpoints that we don't hit everything. Mm. Obviously, we're all middle-aged, now Caucasian males. I mean, we're not hitting the spectrum of views, right? Um, But general beliefs, I feel like, you know, we're a pretty good mix. Mm -hmm. I think that's why we, like, because we're very different individually. If you looked at the five of us, you're like, well, they're... Five very different people. Yeah, they're friends. (laughs) (laughs) They can stand to be around each other. Five years later, it's it's wild. It's it's honestly it's one of the the best. It's been the best thing for me though. I feel like that group chat is like the one thing that has been dead, yeah. dead. You know, it, um, I don't know what to say. Just dead, reliable. Yeah. You know, it's just the most reliable thing that I have. Every fucking day. Yeah, and it, I don't know. I think some people be like, "Wow, that's kind of sad." You just have a group chat, but like, no, it's the wildest freaking thing ever. I mean, you can go you go there for life advice, you know. Whatever. I mean, that's where we bounce ideas off each other, support each other. I mean, we're like, it's it's awesome. I, I highly recommend if you guys don't have a group chat going, do it. Be mean. <laughs> don't be friendly. Make sure they're your real friends. Um, yeah, you're not friends if you can't fuck around with each other. I completely agree. All right, let's get this back on track. All right. Because we just talked for five minutes about something that nobody knows about. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> So what are you, let's talk about, I want to talk about your, your work. So you're in process improvement. What's your, what's your work look like? What are you really trying to do? Mo- most of the time, company A is doing something a certain way. I need to understand that process to see if m- the solutions we provide match up to it. That's the gist of, like, the job title. Mm -hmm. I take it a little bit further and try and really understand, like, the person themselves because I like the human connection, you know. Mm -hmm. I really try and connect with these people because there's, you know, there's the, there's the, what can the business benefit from? And then there's what's this engineer who's actually doing this stuff every day? What can he benefit from? Either two you can sell to, more or less. But my goal is not trying to figure out what I can sell to, but really working on that relationship. I want to be that trusted advisor, someone who they look to. Um, I literally tell people, like, I don't care if you want to ask me about cord cutting. Call me. If it's a, if it's a technical thing, call me. I want to be who you go to for whatever. Mm-hmm. Because for me, I love, even though I, like, hate jigsaw puzzles, I love puzzles I cannot touch. I love any puzzle that is going to require my puzzles. exactly my brain to have to fire on all cylinders to map something out that no one else has connected these dots before. And a lot of times, I'll be honest, 
I don't know even where I come up with the thought, like how it processes it in my brain. It just like, when I can really understand it, I can see it all connecting. And then the hard part is to then, okay, once I understand it, that's great. But now I got to convey that to you and get you to see changes in your philosophy that would benefit you. So like if you did that on a human level, it'd be like, I don't know, listening to someone complain about their back and then letting them know about some yoga poses, you know, or something that might alleviate some back pain. I'm trying to do that for businesses. You know, maybe they're having some hurdles in some kind of deliverable. I'm trying to figure out what we can do to maybe minimize or reduce, eliminate something. So you're still still working in like the engineering department? Uh, Yeah, engineering. um, We've, the, the company that I'm with now, they also do some 3D printing and scanning Really, really a lot of the, the, you know, really hitting all of the manufacturing space, yeah. especially as it changes. I mean, 3D Where's manufacturing printing, heading? That's kind of, that's a good topic to discuss. I, I would say that What's it's... What's manufacturing look like 10 years from now, 20 years from now? 10, 20 years from now, I, I think that you, there's very few products that are not custom made for you, if mm. not printed directly for like you. engineered to order. Yeah, engineered to order, that kind of thing. Um, the only thing, the only hurdle... The only hurdle right now from just being there is that a lot of these engineering companies are not intelligently designing, so their parts can't be, you know, tweaked with a form. Mm-hmm. You know, they're still doing old ways where it's an unintelligent model, you know, that kind of thing. So you've got to... Um, so what, what do you mean by, like, engineered to order? Because I'm, I'm sure most people don't understand what that means. Yeah, so have you ordered shoes on Nike.com ever? Mm-hmm. You get on there, you customize it. Yeah, boy. I got the Nike IDs back in the day. Right? I was, exactly. Man, I was the first dude to have those. Uh, oh and how man. great did it make you feel to know they were like yours? They were mine. So I imagine every product you have yeah. being that way. Being Your clothes. Like, why are, we, why are we manufacturing for the masses anymore when we don't have to? The manufacturing's so advanced. The systems are there. So you're talking like basically almost like in a sense like handmade items for the masses yeah because because the truth of the matter is is um most of our stuff which is this always baffles me do you ever like look at something see made in china and like where is the pin factory in china and then it's next to the other factory like how many factories does it take to fill like a dollar tree to build everything that we yeah to fit to build all of this like Mm -hmm. it doesn't even make sense in my head so I, I, once I got into this, I realized that it's, well, you're not using a factory to make pins. Mm-hmm. The pin factory can also make a bunch of things that are similar to pins mm-hmm. because of, you know, just little changes, tweaks to machines and different processes. And so we just have to retrain once again. Okay, well, now you guys ramped up to be able to do many things. Now you got to be able to do many custom things. And the engineering to order ability is not that hard because we're automating every step of it anyways. Speaking of automation, what is the what is the future looking like for automation, like as in robots and artificial intelligence taking taking the human part out of this process? I would be afraid to be anyone who I would be afraid to be one of the three billion people on this earth. And I say that because I think that's probably a number where maybe that wouldn't be a problem. I'm not adding one of the three billion. I think people. there's too many people on earth to make the worker job, the, like, mm-hmm. manual labor. I think there's too many people on Earth for it to not want It's It's going to be a problem at some point. I don't know where all that labor is going to go because mm-hmm. robots are going to take over. There's no limitation to it. It's only up – it's up to us. It's programmers. Once they figure it out, it's done. Isn't there some – isn't that some kind of, like, farce in suggesting that because 
I mean, technology's been repre or like things have been made redundant all throughout history, and mm-hmm. yet the the society continues to add or find labor. Mm-hmm. So there's always something new to be working on. Mm-hmm. Is it different with artificial intelligence? I think it boils down. Well, wait, artificial. What do you mean? What do you mean? Artificial intelligence, automation, just that whole grouping. Yeah, because I think that what we're forgetting, I think what we're assuming is, are we? How are we going to manufacture today's items in ten to twenty years? I think that would be stupid to think that manufacturing keeps up with engineering. They're 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 all aligned. They're really just responding to engineers, to mm-hmm. idea makers. Idea makers aren't going to constantly have this iPhone. Eventually, it's going to probably just be a sheet of glass or something. Mm-hmm. So why are we even talking about making an iPhone if all you got to do is cut glass? You know what I mean? So that's what you got to think about with manufacturing is, is this even going to matter? Is it going to matter that I can make this? Because this won't be around in 10 to 20 years. It'll just be something else. So it's, it's kind of hard to really predict where it's going to go. All I know is automation is not going to hold back. That is probably the f- most of what I speak to are people who are automating other processes using conveyors, robots, things like that. It's a, it's a, it's a brilliant industry because it's literally how can we solve this problem using mm-hmm. technology? And that's what these people do, just go in and do that constantly. So I'm, I'm almost always against like any kind of welfare system, but I, with this automation that's coming, I don't see how... It's going to hurt. UBI doesn't happen. Universal basic income. What are your thoughts on that? Don't have any? I, it, it bo- my, my feeling on everything boils, boils down to another thing you and I completely disagree with, um, I'm pretty sure, is um, that the monetary system is beneficial as it is now. Um, I, I don't I don't I don't think that the universal basic income is going to do anything. I don't understand how giving out people money isn't going to just raise prices everywhere and then it's going to. Right. Yeah, that that would make sense. I think there so there's been plenty of like smaller sample sizes, like in different cities across Northern America, and what they're seeing is people they do have this safety net and then they can go out and do things that. You know, and but why do you need create. to have a universal basic income? Well, otherwise, like all the the time for like all the costs of labor is going to go, you know, it's gone, and so it just goes right into the hand of the corporations, and then that's a that's even a worse case of the rich getting richer than we already have. So don't you don't you think that that's the problem that needs addressed? I don't. I don't know that that can be addressed by, I mean, how, how do you say it? you just, all right, no automation? No, 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 no. Uh, t- Technology is going to advance. I'm mm-hmm. saying mon- monetarily, this is re- kind of getting off topic, but um, the the wealth inequality or whatever mm-hmm. is going on here, it, I mean, that's a problem that we're just never going to talk about. I feel like the entire world is just okay with there being a complete problem with the U.S. dollar and we just don't care. Wow. Yeah, you're right. This is something that we definitely don't don't see, don't agree. What's wrong with the U.S. dollar? Man, uh, I'm getting raspy. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Let me get a drink of water. Um, I'm not going to say that anything's wrong with it other than what is it good for other than to be handed another dollar or product or service. It doesn't, you know, it's not backed by anything okay, anymore. Okay, so you're saying like it, 
not being backed by like gold. And and, and who and who and, and I don't know many people who could answer. Where does the money come from? Who issues it? How does it get issued? How does it affect the world once it's issued? Who uses it worldwide? Why does you know other countries? I mean, really, the whole world is based on the U.S. dollar. Mm-hmm. You follow the money in any situation. You can generally follow motive too. You know what I mean? You really do just boil down. So I I feel like something. I'm I'm. I'll close this loop. Is that I feel like something like a universal basic income is just how I feel about minimum wage raises. They're great, but the problem is that. Companies suck so bad that they just raise their rates and it offsets. It's just good business practice, isn't it? I I don't know that I can answer that question. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely... there. I feel like there's a moral th- thing at play there. Yeah, and that morality is subjective, like, different for every person. Like, the, you know, the NFL's a not-for-profit organization, but Roger Goodell makes $30 million a year. You know, the, the owner of Goodwill... Makes thirty million, or the CEO of Goodwill makes like thirty million. I, I'm just saying thirty million. I don't know the numbers. Um, you know, stupid amount of million dollars a year on things. His, he literally gets his product donated to him, mm. and of course he helps fund jobs. He, you know, they do they do things like it might be a woman. I don't even know who it is. Yeah, but um, I mean, not not profit doesn't mean it's a charity. I know, no, not for profit. Just means we're we're breaking even. We're not here to you know gain. I mean, in, in the sense of no, it just means that the shareholders can't have any capital gains from the business. I understand that. I'm saying that in the end, though, they're they're benefiting from that classification, and these, and that really doesn't even matter. The point is, CEOs are making thirty million, and someone's making thirty k. And I know you mentioned the this is where we this is where you yeah, and I separate. This is where we differ is I want the value to the market. Yeah. That the CEO brings, is it not truthfully the worker themselves providing the product, the ability for the product to be made, that is actually doing it? They're doing the low, low skill labor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that just a business easy. mentality that you have because you're a? That I mean, but that's like that's just you physically just do something. There's no mental well uh, that's not, that's not right to say no mental skill there's there's no strategic planning there's no orchestrating getting everybody like the entire machine working at mm-hmm. the right speed at the right time i could that shit is hard couldn't could not agree with you more my my thing is is do we have the ratio right i i don't know that's that's my question do we have the ratio right should the, is let's say that the ceo is getting paid the thirty million, and they're adding thirty. You know, whatever you want to figure out. Is that ratio? Is that a really? I hate the word fair, but is do you think that? I think that that ratio is the problem. What's I mean? The ratio is set off of the marketplace, right? I mean, the marketplace for CEOs is at a different level than the marketplace for a middle-level manager. Yeah, the marketplace in that regard, but the entire marketplace corporate-wide has just decided that the majority of any grunt worker is worth minimum wage only to us. That's what that's all we care about. I mean, every business is going to pay you, try to get you to do as much work as possible for as little pay as possible, and you're going and every employee is trying to do as little work as possible for as much money as possible. It's a very that's very true. And so you combat that by you can't. 
feeding into it. That's human pay nature. discrepancy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the one of the biggest like number one things with humans is we all act in our mm-hmm. own self interest first. Mm-hmm. Period. No matter how altruistic people claim to be, they are always acting in their own self interest. People don't just hurt themselves. Well, some people do, obviously, but. In general, people aren't going to make a decision that's going to hurt them just to sacrifice. No, I can't imagine people doing that. My my thought is, um, is that it really boils down to it. My beef isn't with, like, it's a system. The people who are in business that have created everything, mm-hmm. they're just working a system. I, I, I won't try and get too down a rabbit hole here. Please but do. Because <laughs> I kind of like where you're going with this, but keep going. The monet where is the money coming from? At some point, it was decided that this document is valuable, and we're just going to accept that broadly across the earth, This really. document being the dollar bill. The dollar bill. Yeah. It's just going to hold value. We're, gonna, we're taking it off, it's, and the rest of the world's going to honor it, and there's some group, some entity that determines its existence, and it truthfully is a reserve note. It's, it's an IOU to that initial starting point. And I'm being very vague because I don't know that anyone is allowed at my tax bracket to know who those people are. It's a very unexplained system. You can find YouTube videos on how your money's made. You can watch all this, and it does a great explanation. But, I mean, every dollar that the government ever hands out is just borrowed money. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the land of opportunity, but it's also the land of if you just got born here. That was a weird way to say that. But if you were just born here, you're now $40,000 in debt. Like the human being born in America is, inherits about forty grand of the national debt, mm-hmm. some number like that, and that's our, pretty wild to think about. Yeah, and you can't ever pay it off. Yeah, I don't think it's ever meant to be paid off. It's not our monetary system; it's debt backed. Yeah, 100%. people, and and by debt backed. So this is like I have an entire theory that I hadn't wrote this on, <clears> but I would love to. Um, what is that debt really? It's a fugazi, a fugazi. It's a. That's what they want you to think. I really kind of think, and this is why I don't think automation is ever going to completely disappear, unless I don't know how it's going to affect this. But like, it really is a promise that you're going to get some labor out of it. It really is like an energy. I mean, because I know that I can give this to someone and save my energy and let them use theirs. That's really what's going mm-hmm. on, and it's not. It's backed really by the faith that um, that America will always have a workforce and a product you know it mm-hmm. really is on us like we've been like in a weird way we've been sold like our future kids have been sold their work ethic is yeah. going to determine the value of this currency someday see so I don't remember this exact equation but it is something like something along the lines of capital is always traded for labor they're two different sides of the equation mm-hmm so what you're saying makes makes a lot of sense. It's only back. It can really only be backed by labor. When yeah. we went off the gold standard, then I mean the world economies so, boomed. So you asked me favorite conspiracy theories, <clears throat> and I stay away from it just because I feel like I'm going to get Paul Walker or something. Or, or, <laughs> Wait a second! <laughs> you tell me Paul Walker was on. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there. I wasn't in the car. All right, Alex. Jones. Anyways. your podcast getting shut down just for (laughs) mentioning his name anyways and i have read his stuff alex jones dude he was great on rogan i haven't listened to any of his uh, any of his other i love his brain i just don't know why it goes some of the directions it goes sometimes but i love (laughs) i love anyone who thinks yeah just think even if it's stupid think 
Um, I can't remember what I was going to say now. Though. Your favorite conspiracy? Oh, is is always it's always been the is money. It's always been money because it's it's the greatest thing. It's the only thing that you could really control a world with, is the money. Who controls money? I, I can't remember who said this. Maybe Thomas Jefferson, one of the founding fathers. It pretty much to the extent of you let me the control the money and I don't care what laws you make. And it's very true. Mm-hmm. Money is the world's government. The U.S. dollar is the world's government. Yeah, I mean, you vote every day when you hand that to someone. You go to that's why people like you don't like Chick Fil A because of all their stuff. Don't go there. There's some truth to that. I mean, I just read this article, even though I did research, and it's not so true as people were making it sound. But like that, Chick Fil A was donating money to some Ugandan organization that was anti-abortion or something like that. I can't remember it. Don't quote me. Um, But that's what happens. Like your money funds interests Mm -hmm. that maybe you don't support that, but damn, I love that chicken. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is good chicken. Damn good chicken. And I feel bad every time service. I eat it. I know. Do you really? So I, I want to. Why? I, I, I want to. I don't necessarily. I know that I probably should. Like, I shouldn't support that. I shouldn't support, support you know, ideas that are not helpful to the world. I mean, if they really are, you know, anti all this. and But at the same time, it's like, it's hard to... It's hard to be a human and do what's right 24-7. And that's why, like, I think people beat themselves up when you go down this journey of trying to be a better you is that, like, you get, like, punched in the face by the reality is that you can't be perfect. And that's, like, demoralizing to some people. Mm-hmm. But it's just accepting that you can't and just crushing your strengths. That's just, like, been my focus lately. Mm-hmm. And, like, my f- focus has just been talking to people. I just talk all the time. Who controls all the money? Like, know. are you like a Rothschild? I would assume it would, it's, yeah, it's one of the founding families. I would assume just as much, though, there could be people that we just don't know. I mean, the, it's not without reason to believe that there might be people on this earth that we just have no ex- clue of their existence, that they were born off the grid because they're wealthy and don't need to be a citizen, you know? Who knows? Well, but, I mean, we're a social species. I mean, we kind of have to have these connections. You think? You'd think. Uh, it's literally in our dna no I, I know i'm not saying that these people don't like interact with the world but maybe we know them as share i don't know maybe shares rule in the world i, I don't know who is but to we me might that wouldn't align with human nature human nature always wins who says they're human oh god tune in Are next time lizards? for ancient aliens <laughs> no oh, but I, I don't know i'm just like for me i don't know where the money goes that's what i'm saying because you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel I don't, know, I don't know. I can't answer that. I just like, hey, does anyone else see what's going on over here? Like, I'm just trying to draw attention. Like, hey, <laughs> where's this coming from? Who do I owe? Why do I have this? I mean, we think that having money is everything, but you're really, you're literally inheriting someone else's, like, you have possession of someone else's debt is mm-hmm. what you have. Like, that's what it is. That's so funny. the richest man in the world just controls, controls the most amount of labor yeah. in the world and energy. It's really, an, it's like an energy currency when you really break it down. It's like, how can I make people, I mean, you go out in a city, you flash $20 around, you can get people to do weird things. <laughs> I'll do weird things for 20 bucks. I've done it for less, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, time, times are wild. So, Jeff Bezos, I think, still currently the richest man in the world, right? I would think so, yeah. With the, so like Elizabeth Warren's tax plan came out a couple weeks ago. And apparently he would have had to pay like $80 billion in taxes. I feel like that's a great case of 
give me the money and you can make up whatever laws you want because I'm not giving. He, there's no fucking way in hell that Jeff Bezos would pay that much in tax. I mean, I'd be surprised if he paid a million in tax revenue. Like yeah. they were given tax money last year. Yeah, I think again, f- um, perception of choice. Taxes are an exact issue. I have a very not running for office, but if I did my tax policy, I just don't understand why it's anything other than a flat tax. Yeah, I kind of I can relate to that. I, I'm talking I no see IRS. Like how it makes sense. Nothing. Everything is just tax. See how it makes sense, but there's so much more value to be gained by giving tax incentives. Okay, so so maybe. Okay, I, I understand that, but like Amazon, Amazon doesn't need a tax incentive ever. There is no never, one. There is no one. I don't under. think they should ever bring home tax money. Like, I mean, they employ half a million people. You can't give them credit for doing what they just like. They've done though. They've already done that. They've they've earned that's that. A, that's a you value them, to the marketplace. I I understand, but like you can't you can't run a country. Without taxes, unfortunately, um, and you definitely can't run a country when you're only getting your taxes from the people who don't have the freaking money, anyways. Mm-hmm. Like my problem boils down. My in- issue with the tax system is just there's just a roller coaster of different scales as to who's paying what. Yeah. And tip, but that's just that's just money IQ. Like me as a business owner, I pay less taxes because I pay my taxes after my expenses. Compared to an employee pays their taxes and then they pay their expenses. So imagine a system where we just all pay ten percent and shut up. That, like, and there's no getting out of it. You just pay your because theoretically we could all pay less if everyone paid their equal share. That's the problem is you've got Amazon, Verizon, all these companies that are getting out of paying anything. Just imagine if they got taxed just that little bit. I'm not talking that 30 whatever or 60 whatever the corporate one is. That's yeah. insane. But that they have it that high because if you're a company that can't get out of it, can't figure a way out of it, yeah. they make that money. Mm-hmm. So they've got to have like these large economies of scale instead of again, I hate the word fair, but I mean with taxes it just seems ratios rule the universe. Why not use one here that makes sense and is just easy. Plus, think of the money you'd save in the IRS. I mean, Let's get rid of the IRS. Yeah. Huh? By switching to Geico. And or switching to Geico. Yeah. So, okay. The the flat tax, you think 10% is the way to go? I I don't know. That's the number I give. I don't know. I think that would need to be be decided. But but in general. You're talking about ratios, but what's the ratio of, like, the output of somebody compared to, so, like, let's say... You're making two hundred grand a year. I'm making twenty grand a year. Your output is way higher. I don't care. I don't care for taxes. For taxes, I I truthfully that you're you you I don't think you should get credited for anything for taxes. A tax is not something that we were meant to enjoy. We weren't supposed to have them. That was kind of the point of coming over here was to reduce their usage. But now that we've screwed this up and are now worse off than what we originally tried to get away from, um, we need to figure out a way that eliminates a lot of this bureaucracy. I mean, think of all the areas that by having a flat percentage tax on whatever, you could do away with paperwork. You could do away with people. If it's just a calculator... Equation, huh? Do away with people. Well, I mean, you're going to need jobs. I'm not trying to, like, get rid of them. 
but I don't know. I just I, I just personally think that it just makes sense to if everyone does their fair share, which I'm sure this is going to get crit- criticized as some form of socialism. But if everyone just did their part at a smaller level, it would be equivalent of just getting these big guys to do something that are not doing anything. I think we're solving the world's tax problems right now. Yeah. Well, I I think that it, it it's never going to change is what sucks, but it's great. It's a great concept. Hey, I mean the the reality of the situation is the tax code benefits the people that are making the tax code. Yeah. I, you know, if you don't vote for any other reason, vote because of taxes. Like if there's anything that should make you mad in your community, it should be the taxes because you can see how they're being used mm-hmm. or not. <laughs> Why am I paying that? You know, you hit these potholes in Indiana. Indiana brags every year about being a fiscally conservative state. It's easily it's easy to be fiscally conservative when you do zero maintenance, mm-hmm. when you don't invest, when you don't build on it. And we're kind of eating that now. You know, we had to come up with a tax to pay for road repairs out of the blue. When what? How many years ago they did like a refund or something when Mitch Daniels was. Governor, why wouldn't they invest that? Think of that money invested. I don't even know how long ago Mitch Daniels was. Put that into some kind of investment account. Mm-hmm. Ten years later, I'm guessing that was millions, millions. You know, it just just little things like that. Like I don't have a problem paying taxes. I have a problem with understanding where it goes a lot of the times. Waste, the waste of the tax dollars. Yeah, but I didn't really want to go like all all the way political on this one. But now we're talking, like, the entitlement, the welfare entitlements. Like, I consider those to be a humongous waste of money. There are, uh, there are 100% situations where those things are appropriate, but it's so abused and the bureaucracy is so fattened and gorged that you can't shrink it down at this point. Do you feel like that, that the welfare entitlement is any different than the entitlement and handouts that every politician in this country benefits from? Yes. How? Because, I mean... Why do politicians get paid now? What do you mean? It was supposed to be volunteerism, was it not? When it, you know, when, it? when being a politician popped up? Was it? I think being like an elected official. I think that was. Hmm. I thought that was volunteerism. I don't know. I personally don't believe they should get paid. Really? No. Okay. Because I, I want people who are good at they're good at what they do mm-hmm. and are sharing that information. I don't want being a politician. I, if you're good at being a po- politician, that scares me. Yeah, it shouldn't be. A, I don't think it should be a career. I think I think I said this on an episode a couple, or a couple episodes ago. I think term limits are something that pretty much most of America would agree upon, except for the people that are writing, writing the laws. Writing the term limits. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that's... I think that has a bigger impact. I think term limits have a bigger impact on the pendulum swinging than just voting red or blue. Expand on that. Um, Because it doesn't matter whether you're voting Democrat Democrat or Republican if it's always a freaking same guy in that office anyways. He's just voting the same way every time, you know, blah, blah, blah. We need new ideas. about understanding the machine that is, you know, the political deal-making. Like, I mean, you have to, basically you have to, Earn your stripes. You have to pay pay your dues. You have to get the people that owe you, and then you owe them. Like, there's something to be said about being there for a while, but being like fucking like John McCain being in there for thirty plus years, like that's just 
what does he? Br- that's my question. What does he bring? What What is he bringing at that point? What is what in- innovative? I will say though, when he walked in and did the thumbs down on the uh, getting rid of Obamacare thing, was probably the most epic thing I've ever seen in political history. It was like the greatest, and it, it was just because it was surprising coming from yeah. him. Um, but I like that. I look for people like that who, like, yeah, I'm claiming this color, but but I think people. If there were term limits, I, I don't know, maybe this is wishful thinking, but I think people would do the right thing instead of just voting party lines. Like, what he did was the right thing. Like I, Obamacare shouldn't have been abolished, in my opinion. I think, it, I think maybe aspects of it could have been tweaked for sure, for but sure. yeah, just, just removal is always bad. That's bad. Yeah, it's just stupid. Um, I, I, I can't see how term limits would be a bad thing. That's my thing, is what is the argument for them? Is there? Here's my... Wait, for not having term limits? No, for having... Like, why, why, do we allow, why did we ever allow them to be in office this long? Why was that ever okay? <laughs> did no one see that you know, being a problem? I mean, the ruling class makes the rules. Mm-hmm. They don't want to not be the ruling class. Uh, fair enough, as long as you said that. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do a 180. All right. Let's skip out of town from these politics, boy. I want to talk, I want to pick your brain more on like science and, um, technology. Cause I know you, you've got one of the most analytical brains hurts of sometimes. any of my friends. I bet. Yeah. Of Does. any of my friends. Appreciate you saying that. I'll slide you that 20 later. Yep. Yep. So, well, I mean, I, th- I guess a good place to start is what's this new thing you're working on? Yeah, so itinerary. It's um, it's it's an adventure platform. Um, I like that an adventure platform. That's literally our our, our kind of tagline right now. That's Maximize great. your adventure. It's really just because, like, as a kid, I didn't travel much, and now I feel like I'm a kid again because I'm traveling. It's like mm-hmm. a weird. It's like ignites this fire, and what I realized though is how important travel is to expand the human mind you got to stand next to something so much larger than you like a mountain to know that we're allowed to cuss on here yeah you ain't shit (laughs) you know what i mean you really got to understand the in the grand scheme of things your plant food Mm -hmm. stardust yeah, however you want to look at it or, you know, philosophize it. <laughs> you, you've you got to grasp that, and there's nothing, but there's also nothing more empowering than knowing at the same time, like, I can conquer that mountain, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And to get out into nature, and, you know, there's so much, the, the greatest thing the United States has ever done, in my opinion. Shout out Teddy Roosevelt. You know where I'm going with this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the park system. The greatest thing ever. And to not use it more is a travesty. I didn't never. I never went as a kid. We went to the like these things that were like man built beaches. You know these yeah. like tourist traps and stuff. So back to itinerary. The, the the overall plan is is not a travel agency, but to not to say that we're going to put travel agencies out of business, but it might just kind of by default. But it really is going to just help people stop spending eight sixteen hours working on a on a travel plan mm-hmm. and use our service to maximize your adventure by getting some custom plans, you know, developed for you and, and really focusing on letting people see the things that there's no way they would have known that, you know, you need to veer left at this trail here to see this site that, you know, no one sees. So is this truly a, uh, like a two-sided 
marketplace platform? Like, will you have contributors that help do the plans, or will that be in-house? I'm hoping it's AI. I want it to be... So here's my problem. If you sit down over the weekend to work on a, a week-long trip that you want to do, mm-hmm. you're going to spend a great amount of time, tons of websites, tons of research, compiling what word. I'd like it to be, you go to itinerary.com. This is kind of the vision. You go to itinerary.com, you are able to do a couple things. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, you're able to just request that we pretty much hand-create one. Um, down the line, you'll be able to use a system very similar to like recreation.gov actually has the best, but it's missing so much because it's government. Yeah. So it's the best understanding of what we're hoping to do is really let people explore. Can you scrape that data? Ideally, I haven't tried yet. I'm sure, you could. I'm sure that we can. I would assume so. It's got to be like up for public consumption, right. being public, you know, public, the public it's, domain. Yeah, in the public domain. So. I would assume so. Thanks for that bit of uh, insight there. Um, I love this shit, man. Yeah, I, I'm excited about it, but it's very hard to answer your question as to where it will go. Uh, m- me, I'm concerned about the technology kind of going in because I really want this to be able to... Facebook's doing a great job. Google Photos, you could say, or Google Earth is a great... would be almost viewed as like a competitor, which is why why would you go and fight Google on anything, but... I think Google does a great job at allowing people to like tag things from all over the world and let people experience it. Mm-hmm. I've got a vision down the line. Do you have? Sorry to interrupt you, but uh, the Google Places API would definitely be really helpful for you. Very good. It's free. I like that. That's a good well, price. It's free to an extent. Yeah. I think you can only get like a thousand polls per day, but you if, once you're getting a thousand, I can't polls, wait to have that. Yeah, problem. Once you're getting a thousand polls, you're going to be fine. Um. But yeah, I just want people to get out and travel more. And I think that the the thing I always have hated about trying to find where to go is there's no like great visual understanding of what your vacation's gonna like look like on a map or, you know, is this even something I would wanna do? You know, hey, we're gonna go out and hike this trail. Well, maybe that trail's not for you. Down the line, I'd love this to be a virtual environment, virtual reality, augmented reality, whatever, mm-hmm. that you can really like almost be on your vacation without ever going. Yeah. That's really where it want, I want it to go. That's my vision down the line, 10-year plan, whatever. That's funny. I had a... So my first company that I started right after college, uh, we were building an app that we were calling Walk the World. And we were trying to go for basically... You have your pedometer on your phone. If you walk 10,000 steps here in Indianapolis, Indiana, you can go travel throughout the world, take 10,000 steps through Yosemite or something like that, and be able to explore like virtually these different places based on the amount that you walk. But that's just like... Have you built any of that technology? Did you build any of it? We got... Is it for sale? (laughs) Is it for sale? (laughs) Um, Honestly, we probably still have the code somewhere. I have no idea where it's at, but... We we barely got to an MVP. And speaking of MVP, I want I want to show you this. Have I have I shown you this picture? No. This is one of my favorite pictures for any startups. So um, so anybody that's trying to build a product or a service, just Google build or uh, how to build an MVP, and go into images, and you'll see like a lot of different things. Like so, a lot of people when they're building a product, they're trying to build. Let's say you're trying to build your car. Right. Mm-hmm. So down here, you're you're starting with a wheel. Then you have two wheels. Then you have the frame. Then you have the full car. But instead, the right approach—that's the wrong approach. The right approach would be build a skateboard. So the we're going for the outcome here. 
So a car is to get us from A to B, right? Yeah. So the skateboard can get us from A to B, and it's a lot smaller project, and you also make sure that people want to get from A to B. Then you move up to a scooter, then a bicycle, mm-hmm. then a motorcycle, then you get to the car. So keep that in mind while you're while you're developing this product. Yeah, that's been uh, this is I've worked on many problems that have come to just dead ends because of me trying to build a car. It's you know? I mean it's so hard. It's it, it's like some people call it feature creep, and I'm I'm an idea guy, so like I'm so freaking guilty of this. Like Josh, my developer is like probably just over all my ideas. Yeah, like right now I, I they, if you go to www.itinerary.com, you get just a coming soon page even though I have the mm-hmm. you can go and truthfully I have it built so that you could request a custom itinerary from us now. Get that shit out, man. I know, I know I need to, but it's just like part of me is like, well, it's not ready, but like it's never it's like be ready, it's dude. like yeah, it's like being a parent. Are you ever ready, you know? Yeah. This is your baby. You just got to let it walk. Yeah, I mean, you should go with uh I mean, dude, just launch it. I know, yeah, and, and get a user group. So we're doing a we're uh, my my business partner Michael and I we're doing a, um, a this trip out west where we've literally we've we've pretty much we've done as if we were going to be users of this mm-hmm. service. We did our own itinerary request, you know, built it. So now we're going to go. We're going to do you know footage and really like not blog. We're not sure what's going to be. We're just going to take a lot of information, you know. And um, we will categorize and describe it and show you what the outcomes really look like when used. Um, it's, it's kind of like putting our money where our mouths are, kind of. I mean, we might find out that, yeah, this Scratching sucks. Your own ears. You know? Is this it? Yeah. Dude, that's dope. Look at you. That's sick. Dude, you could freaking crush on Instagram. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, but that like, there's so much value, and I don't want to really build a social platform. But this is a social platform, unfortunately. So it's like, uh, that's just like what you're saying, though. There's so many things in life that like. That's why it's hard to answer your question of what's your. I have a five year. You know, I got my five ten year vision of wanting to be able to pretty much experience the world virtually. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, is you know that is my car using your analogy, right? And so this website is our skateboard, is my skateboard to that. Um, yeah, but are you putting, I have no are you idea. Streamers on your skateboard and stickers and decals that are just wasting your time? Um, I don't know. Don't know what I don't know. That's why we need to put it out there and let the if world it, tell us. If it kind of works, launch it. Yeah. I mean, it does. It, it, it does kind of work. <laughs> Um, that's the scary part though, putting myself out. That was why I was terrified to sit on this podcast, why I'm still nervous despite encouragement to do stand up comedy. You know, I don't think I'm that funny. People just seem to think that I'm funny. Like they laugh and I understand how to make them laugh. I just don't know like will that translate to a stage mm-hmm. where it's not one on one. So putting myself out there has always been a uh, a challenge but i don't know what's ignited in me to do it more lately but here i am on this and as long as no one with uh three letters in their title listens i should be okay three letters in their title fbi nsa irs you know any of those i don't think they're coming the alphabet for you boys just yet. the alphabet boys yeah i like this is uh i like how you design that that's, that's nice yeah, and, and you know I'm a big I'm a big I, I think from talking to you mm-hmm. 
um, and, and being just around you and watching you grow as a person and, and with your business, for the first time in my life, it made sense to build the freaking skateboard first. It never made, like, I could never, like, why would I even waste my time on building a skateboard if I'm trying to build a car? Dude, I'm sitting here preaching the skateboard thing, but trust me, I'm guilty a million times over of trying to build a spaceship. Uh, fuck, fuck the car, I'm building that spaceship. <laughs> you know what? Like, that's why you're going to be successful, though. If you didn't care about the spaceship, you probably would never b- get to building a car. You know what I mean? Who knows? I think that that fire in you is important. Yeah, I... I if we're going to get into that conversation, yeah, I think the only thing that I really have over anybody is I just have bigger goals. Sounds epic. You got to have you got to have that like I know that there's like a fine line between cocky and confident, but like don't be afraid to be cocky sometimes. Like there's some time and a place. Yeah, there's time and a place. You got to you got to, you know, pick your battles whatever you want to say there, but um you, if you don't believe in you, this is what I tell my customers. If I can't get you to see my vision and understand it, like how are you going to go tell your manager? So right. should I just talk to your manager? Because I, I don't feel like I've explained it to you well mm-hmm. enough. You know, there, there's a communication thing. And I, I don't know, I feel like you, you, definitely, you definitely excel at that. I, th- I've, I feel like you and I can, we can chat and be on the same wavelength. It's hard, though. It's hard, like, don't you experience that with your users and your, you know, for your business? Like, how do you know what they want next? How do you know what you're going to put into your platform next without it just being a sticker or a streamer? Right. Yeah, I mean, usually data will tell you. That's a, that, would, that would be assuming that we do it right all the time, mm-hmm. which we do it right probably 20% of the time. Well, yeah, and what I was really getting to is sometimes, just like you're saying, you got to fail to know what you need to do right, you know? Yeah. And I think that was always like a fear for me is... Yeah, but I mean, failing doesn't happen until you put it out. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, so uh, itinerary.com is launching today. And that's I-T-I-N-E-R-E. What? He doesn't, he, do, he doesn't like the... Uh, I can't fucking spell it. He doesn't like the spelling. I'm hoping that, it, you know, if things take off enough, you just Google it, you know, it just populates, but... That might be an issue. Maybe we'll just, well, you know, we'll shorten it. We'll just buy it.com someday or something. Yeah, it. I'm sure That'd that's be a not. Cheap domain. Yeah, that's probably available now. Something, I don't know. But um, we're hoping to launch. I, I want it to be functional right after the, the trip. We're doing the trip over Thanksgiving. Oh, nice. Where are you going? Um, out west. I don't even know the, the I have an itinerary. <laughs> I don't know the full details. Doing like Grand Canyon and stuff like that. It's a very. Um, so what will this do when you when you do launch it after your trip? Ideally, you. So if, will, I'm, if I'm a traveler, why should I use itinerary? There will be pre-built itineraries that you can just grab. Maybe you want to just do a weekend trip, and you happen to live in Seattle. Mm-hmm. You go off, grab one of our weekend agendas, go do it. Right now and early on, there's going to be no ability to book through us. Okay. Obviously, down the line, that's business. Right, you know, that's yeah, a business thing. That of course you want to. We want to be able to do that, but our our goal is just simply. Pretty much either pay us or use from our library to get travel plans mm-hmm. that are not your average experiences. One of my favorite things about this is you don't have to like raise capital to get this going. Like so many startups are like so capital intensive that you can't really launch successfully without a bunch of capital. Like for us, like we're close to being like somewhere where we wouldn't need capital, but capital for us would be like 
would be amazing. Like that would help us to really go to like the next five steps. But instead, we have to go really, really slow and uh, bootleg or bootstrap it. Mm-hmm. Where there's a lot of value in bootstrapping. You got to be more resourceful. You got to be more creative. So I mean, in the long term, bootstrapping is the best, in my opinion. But you know, short term to even to ramp up to where you're sustainable, capital is super intensive. But with what you guys have, you guys can make money from day one. That's the that's the idea. Honestly, um, I don't I don't think that I think that this this system is only going to be successful um, if people use it and give us feedback. So, like early on, we're going to spend a lot of effort in rewarding anyone who's willing to do an adventure and then give us feedback on it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how. I'm going to literally let the world speak to us. I don't know if it's giving them their next one for free, you know, what it may be. That's what we want. Because at the end of the day, we're trying to make people get out and explore. Like, I'm not a fitness nut from a gym standpoint. I know you love, you know, being a gym. Well, you guys do that canal squad thing. You guys are doing something very similar. Like that would be a great thing to, um, you know, have, have as a, an option of things to mm-hmm. do, you know, I, and I, it's not just a things to do site in that. Um, but it really will, I think, allow people to see like how much of the world they never even realized that right down the road, maybe there's a site that you wouldn't have known even existed. There are tons of spots. Like, even in Indianapolis, there's so many spots that I haven't been that I know that I would really enjoy. I live three miles away from Fort Bend. Mm-hmm. Never. And we're just, there. we're, we're going hum- to use humans to aggregate the data for us, experience, live, see these things, and really hope, help to build a profile of, you know, what, where do people like to go? Where do people, you know, um, and then the, I, it just triggered the AI aspect that I spoke to earlier. I think it's going to be super important for us to really understand the user once it does develop more into a mm-hmm. um, do it on your own system. You know, just using our platform. That you know there will there will need to be some serious learning going on to build a profile for that person, what they like. Because my version of travel and yours are different. Mm-hmm. I know you didn't like that Honda Civic seat last time you went down to New Orleans. Oh, that was miserable. Yeah, see, that, I'm, that doesn't bug me at all. Car rides like that in I a love crappy car, car I'm just even. Used to my fucking car, not my wife's car. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, but we need to know that. Like, we need to know your idea of travel. Are you yeah. a beach bum or do you want to be up in the woods? And <laughs> yeah, I got a shot earlier. Oh. I was wondering why my shoulders were sore. I was like, wait, I haven't even done shoulders this week. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to change. I if there's anything I can promise, it's that this will not be. I guarantee this will not be how. You know, e- even a year from now, it'll, it might be a different direction because I really do want it to grow naturally from people who are using it and, and might benefit from more adventurous travel. Mm, I like that. In my opinion, if you're not, if it doesn't change like five times before a year from now, then you're going too slow. Yeah. But that would be us. Like we're going way too slow. Well. We're doing what we can with what we've got, but we're going too slow. Perspective. Yeah. But, dude, this was fun. I want to have you back. I, we were all over the place today. Yeah. Well, I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, obviously, this is the first That's, time I've yeah, ever. I'm a little loopy right now, so I apologize for not really no, bringing I, any structure. No, I loved it. I love it. I, I think that structure, would, yeah, structure would have probably caused me a headache Yeah. Um, kind of by default. <laughs> I, where, I definitely appreciated it. Where can people find you? Um, I, I think all of my Twitter, Instagram are just my name, or you can just search Braden McCorkle. Um, yeah, McCorkle. I, th- 
I, th- <laughs> I think that you know I used to I used to like get like weirdly offended when people would say my name like Irish, and now I like am obsessed when people like acknowledge it. It's like a yeah. little pat on my back because I've been to Ireland and like take a lot of pride yeah. in it. And I don't know if you were on Instagram, you would have saw my genetic portfolio from Twenty Three and Me. Yes. Like I can't even deny it anymore. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Like. Like was it like ninety eight percent? Yeah, like life must have started right yeah. there and <laughs> never varied from where I was born. Um, so it was a little demoralizing to realize I wasn't more diverse. I was hoping to you know yeah. have something, but nevertheless, really into heritage, and uh, so now I like love the mix, and I, I know now a lot of mix, mm-hmm. whereas like I knew none growing up. Now I know several. Yeah. Hey, I'm one. Exactly. The greatest people you could say. Yeah, that's you right. Know, mixer, I'm biased. Mixer just great, yeah. All right, brother. I appreciate you coming on. Appreciate Everybody, you. thank you for listening. We were all over the place today. I hope you at least picked some entertainment up <laughs> out of this. Maybe you learned how automation is going to change the world, and uh, can't wait to bring it to you again next time. Terrible outro, but I love you all anyway. See you next time. Thanks, guys. Take care. La, la, yeah. la, la, wait till I get my money right. Get my-